Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. Just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We want to welcome you to episode 66 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And Pastor, I just thought about this. This is also season two. Season two. We're in season two, man. When did season one end? Well, when we finished a year. I think, you know, that's how everybody does it now. I've been noticing that, like, you know, the big ones, Carrie Newhoff and those guys, they'll, you know, this is season three, season four, you know, kind of like a TV show, so... 50. We're not we're not big enough to have seasons. <laughs> okay, this is just episode sixty six. All right, episode season one will never end. All right, we're stuck that, in season one. All right, that's okay. It's a it's a time warp <laughs> thing, but anyway, that's great. Uh, anyway, just uh, want to encourage you to get out there and invite people, uh, Facebook, Twitter, text, whatever it takes to get them here to be a part. And and we have some of y'all doing that, and we're very appreciative. I know that uh, in in some of our life connection groups, we have people sharing those that information. They'll actually play it in the life connection group. Uh, so that others can hear and trying to get people involved. Well, we are uh, in this week 66. We're going to be in politics again. And, of course, uh, it is a lightning rod subject for Christians, um, and uh, especially with party politics and the divisions and all those things going on. But uh, truly, as followers of Christ, it does matter not just why we vote, like we talked about last week, but also we're going to be talking today, how should we vote? And we're not going to give you names and parties and all those things. We want you to do it as a believer and a follower of Christ and how a follower of Christ would do that. So, Pastor Tommy, as we dive into this, um, how do we kind of uh, make the decision yeah. on when we get in the booth, or hopefully before we get to the booth, what we're going to do? Yeah, that's a good question, Trey. We're going to talk today about five ways that we should vote. And again, like you said, we're not going to give you names. That's not our our purpose or our goal is to tell you this is who you should vote for. But we do want you to think about how you should vote. I mean, this is a, this is a big deal. Last time we were together, we talked about why we should vote. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I mean, we have this this great opportunity as followers of Jesus in, um, in America, in the United States, to speak into the process. And it really is a stewardship of God Amen. Uh, to it be is. able to do that. And so we just want to follow up with what we talked about last time and talk about, talk about today how we should do it. We talked about why, and so mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about how. And so the last time we were together, Trey, recording, that's been a couple of weeks. We, we recorded a couple of episodes at one time, so we didn't record last week. Yeah. Uh, but, man, there's been a lot that's happened. I was going to say, in two weeks, weeks, there's been a huge, uh, yeah, lots going on I in mean, the news. There, first, there was the presidential debate. Did you watch that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was rough, though. That, I got to tell you. That was interesting. Well, my then, stomach was upside down oh, the whole time. Oh, that was crazy. Was just, that was an uh, hour it, and a half of wild TV. Yeah. And then you had the vice presidential debate, and the biggest thing to come out of that was the fly on Mike Pence's head. Yeah, yeah. Which, Get the fly off. Uh, and, so you had that going on. And then in the midst of everything, our president got the corona. Yeah, I know. That was uh, actually shocking to, yeah. I think, most of America. So. Yeah, so here we are. What, we're three weeks away from this election? Mm-hmm. And you wonder if it can get any crazier, and then you wake up every morning, oh, it does. <laughs> you say, it can't get any worse, <laughs> and, and, and then, then it does. So, so, you know, we've got, I'm just wondering what's going to happen over these next three weeks. It, it's, it's been uh, one of the most unusual uh, voting times yeah. in, in my lifetime. It's just yeah. been very unusual, one thing after another after another. Yeah, but I think we need to keep in mind as well as we go through the process that this, 
does happen every four years. Mm-hmm. Every four years, it's really crazy. It seems really, really crazy right now, but four years ago, it was pretty crazy. And four years before that, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it, 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 the cycle repeats over and over again, right? Yeah, it does. It does, and we gotta, you know, we got to push through it, and we still got to say our piece. You still got to, like you said in the beginning, we got to be stewards of what God has given us. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we're going to make it to November 3rd, and maybe on November 4th, who knows? We'll know who the president will be. We might not. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard, so we don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I think what we need to do and what should help us, we got to kind of, I think it's uh, our responsibility to kind of push the fog away because yeah. there's a lot of fog lot on of both fog. sides, and we just got to push the fog away and say, okay, how as Christians do we respond yeah. as, as good stewards of the as citizens of the United All States? All right, so let's do it, Trey. Let's talk about how we should vote as followers of Jesus. All right, we're going to look at five ways uh, that you should vote um, so uh, the first way is this, vote knowing your party. And when we say knowing your party, we don't mean Republican, Democrat, mm. or Independent. Now, you might have seen this kind of meme on Facebook that says something like this, you don't belong to the elephant, you don't belong to the donkey, but you belong to the lamb, the, the, the lamb. party of the That's lamb. Right. That's a cheesy little saying, mm, but there's but a truth to good. that, yeah, right? That, that ultimately, that's... we do belong to the party of the lamb, that Jesus is our Lord, and we've talked about this now uh, several times over the course of the last few weeks that we're not even really citizens of this earth or this nation. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And so, yeah, we have a king already. Amen. We have a ruler already. And it's not whoever the next president of the United States might be. It's it's King Jesus. We already have a king. So we already belong to a different party, the party of the lamb. Mm -hmm. And so that's big because regardless of what your political persuasion might be, you have a very specific identity in Jesus, that you belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so we cannot let the political persuasions divide us from our identity as followers of Jesus. Let me ask you this, Trey. Um, do you like to listen to opposite political viewpoints than yours? No. <laughs> You don't. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> don't. I do. Yeah. I just don't like it. I do. I like to hear everything. That's just kind of the way I am. And so um, someone who is opposite me with me politically is uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a fan of hers, and she probably wouldn't be a fan of me either, and that's okay, and I'm really cool with that. But she has a podcast out. Have you listened to her yeah, podcast? I have not listened to it, but I did hear her uh, promoting it. Yeah, so. she has a new podcast out, so I was real curious, and so I listened to her podcast a couple weeks ago, and on her podcast, uh, she had an African-American pastor on that podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about his faith, his uh, call to ministry. You know what, Trey? As I listened to him on that podcast, he was pretty solid mm-hmm. theologically. He affirmed the resurrection of Christ, his death and resurrection, and you know, I thought, man, this is a brother in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, politically, he and I are worlds apart. I'm sure. So, yes. so he has some political persuasions that are informed by his theology, but we don't land in the same place. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? We, we, listening to him on that podcast, we would agree on some things. Mm-hmm. We would agree about the death and resurrection of Jesus, for example. Right, right. We would agree about the need for Christians to be mindful of those who are in need, those mm-hmm. who are in poverty and the poor and the oppressed and all those things. We would agree on those things, but the outworkings of that for he and I would be very different, mm-hmm. right? So, so but, but here's the deal. Just because the outworkings of our theology politically are different, it doesn't change the fact that he and I are brothers in Christ mm-hmm. because we belong to the party 
of the Lamb. That's right. And so here we are, Trey, in the midst of this election. And think about it, true, too, uh, Trey. I bet you uh, your son, Ivy, he's a church planter up in the Boston area. Yes, yes. Uh, that, politically speaking, they're probably pretty different than what we are down south here in South Carolina, aren't they? You mean the city of Boston? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. And so I bet you that there are people in his church, in Ivy's church, that are of faithful course. followers of Jesus, just mm-hmm. like you and I are, and people here at Northwood are, but are probably going to vote very differently than the way we would, might vote down here in conservative South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are. And matter of fact, he's talked about that. Yeah. So know. that's just the reality, is that all over this nation, there are followers of Jesus who are going to vote differently. And it's not that they're not followers of Jesus. It's not that they don't even agree theologically. I bet you there are people in, in your son's church that would agree with us theologically about who Jesus is, what he's accomplished, uh, what it means to walk by faith. Uh, but just practically, politically speaking, it, it works out differently than what it works out for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. You see, and so, again, we might be miles apart politically, but the bond that does hold us together is Jesus Christ, that we are of the party of the Lamb. And so we say all that to say you can hold your political opinion, and you can hold it passionately. Of course. But do not cut ties with brothers and sisters in Jesus because they choose to vote differently than mm-hmm. you do. You might disagree with them uh, fiercely over their political persuasion, but they're still brothers and sisters in Christ. And so just be careful uh, that, that you don't find your ultimate allegiance to the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or independent or whatever you might classify yourself mm-hmm. as. Make sure that you keep yourself aware of the reality that you, as a follower of Jesus, you are in the party of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. And that supersedes every other political party there is. Amen. And I, I also think that we, and I understand that meme and I understand what it's saying, but we also cannot relegate uh, what we believe as followers of Christ to parties. No. Regardless of who, which party it is. And so I, uh, I, I don't want, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want us to somehow think that we're, we're above everyone. We're just different than everyone. And that we, we, we're followers of Christ. We're followers of the word of God. Yeah. And, uh, that, that is the number one thing that should dictate what right. we do in the, in the voting booth. Right. Because we're going to say things like this. And you've already heard it, Trey. You're going to hear people say things like, um, you know, how can that person be a Christian and vote this way? Or how can that person be a Christian and vote that way? And so just be mindful that it's not helpful to say, man, that person, he can't be a Christian because he voted for this candidate, or that person, he, he can't be a Christian because he voted for that candidate. That, those are not helpful things to say. Okay, amen. All righty, well, let's, let's move on. Uh, let's go to number two, which is not only about knowing your party, it's all vote, vote, vote knowing your worldview. You know what a worldview is, Trey? Oh, yeah. What's a worldview, Trey? It's uh, how you make decisions and based on uh, deeply held beliefs. Yeah. Everyone has a worldview, mm-hmm. and that worldview definitely informs uh, the way we think, mm-hmm. uh, the decisions that we make, and even how we vote. And so here we are, followers of Jesus. We have what we would call a Christian worldview, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about worldview, worldview attempts to answer big questions, right? Is there a God? for example. And if there is a God, what is my responsibility to him? Mm-hmm. Is there truth? What is truth? How do I know truth? And, and, and if I know truth, how do I live in light of that truth? Mm-hmm. Those are worldview 
questions. How did I get here? Where am I going? Those right, are worldview right, questions, right. and we all have a worldview. And so as Christians, we have a very specific worldview. We believe that there is one God who gave his son Jesus. We believe that his word is truth. And so that Christian worldview, it shapes everything about us, and it shapes the way even politically that we vote in the voting booth. Now, you take our worldview and you compare it to some other worldviews. There's what we would call a naturalistic worldview. Yeah. A naturalistic worldview would be an atheistic worldview that, mm-hmm. you know— Everything just everything evolved, and here own. we are by chance. And you know, at the end of the day, Trey, uh, you're no different than you know a dog. You're just a an animal. You have a higher capacity of thinking, obviously, but you don't have an immortal soul or anything like that. And so that worldview is going to dictate how you vote. Because if your worldview is more naturalistic, then you know, honestly, at the end of the day, you're probably not going to care about things like abortion as much as someone who is. A follower of Jesus, right? I mean, because again, it's just a, it's just a bunch of cells in a womb, yeah. and so so that worldview shapes how you think politically and vote. Or you think about this one, uh, postmodern. Mm-hmm. Postmodernism is a is a big worldview, and postmodernism says, "Hey, I'm going to define for myself what truth is," or mm-hmm. or we as a community of people, we're going to say what's right and what's wrong and what is true. And so so instead of going to a source like the Scripture, which we believe is God inspired, we go to our own opinions and say, okay, we're going to agree that for us, this is true. Mm -hmm. And what's true for you might be different than what's true for us, but this is what's true for us. And so that kind of thinking is obviously going to shape the way you vote as well. Of course. Because you think about things that we would hold dear as followers of Jesus, like marriage between one man and one woman. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a postmodern in thought, I think it's true. It's up to them to make that decision. It's up to them, and so it doesn't matter, right? Or what a woman does with her body, it just doesn't matter. If she wants to have an abortion, that's her choice, or what a man does with his body, whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. so you have these different worldviews, and just know that your worldview is going to shape how you vote. And so as you go to the voting booth in a few weeks, just know your worldview. Mm -hmm. Know what you believe, and let that inform the way that you vote. In reality, that is kind of the crux of the matter, because if your worldview is correct, then you're going to be voting correctly. Uh, uh, Of course, You're going to be voting according to your convictions. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're going to be doing that. So when you say, I have a Christian worldview, you have to say, okay. Uh, And of course, unfortunately, politics is a is is about compromise. Yeah. You are never going to find anyone that, yeah. that that is down the line, or I should say, very few that go down the line with so, your worldview. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, you but do just have know to say, you need to know what you believe. Yeah, exactly. Right? Know what you believe as you go to the voting booth. And number three, let's uh, not only vote knowing our party, knowing our worldview. We also to need to vote knowing the issues. Yeah. What are the issues at stake when you go to the ballot box in a mm-hmm. few weeks? And where where do the candidates that are running for office where do they line up on the issues mm-hmm. that are important to you? Because, Trey, I bet you, like me, you, you know, we've lived in the South um, our entire lives. We, we vote in the South. Many people vote a certain way just because that's the way we've always voted. Right? <laughs> yeah, Isn't that true? That's right. And so we just vote not really knowing what the issues are, where our candidates stand on the issues, mm-hmm. and what their record is on the issues. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we know this. We don't even have to really talk about this a whole lot. But just being informed, doing a little bit of research, doing a Google search, reading your party's platforms, those kind of things are really helpful to see. Do these candidates that I'm going to vote for, do they really mm-hmm. hold to the same things that I hold to? Uh, and obviously, when we vote, we're not voting necessarily for Christian candidates. Mm-hmm. But even if we're voting for for people who are not Christians, do do they line up with our worldview in any way? Mm-hmm. Can we support what they're running on? And so, again, 
just doing that research and knowing the issues and voting with the best information possible is really important. And I would say it's it's easier than ever. You know, I yeah. get so tired of the fog. I get so tired of these commercials that are telling me how to vote. Yeah, both sides, and it's absolutely. both sides. And uh, I, what what I did, what I've done recently, I've just gone directly to okay, let's go to the Democrat platform. Let's go to the Republican platform. Right. Let's go to your candidate's website. Uh, yeah, what, what the, what what the they, website is saying. What they well, let's just find out what they're doing, what they believe, yeah. it, it, you and know, what they've done. What what's their record on those particular issues? You can know what they're going to do by what they did. Absolutely. You know, so all those things help. And I'm just I, I have decided when the, any commercial from any side comes on, mute. Yeah. I just don't listen to yeah. it. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. And I want to. You know, I think I am enough uh, have enough brains in my body to be able to make those decisions. All right. Yeah. Sorry. That's getting okay. Off, That's good. That's good. Tangent. That's good. All right. Let's jump on to number four. Uh, we also need to vote knowing the candidates, which kind of yeah. leads straight in from what we were talking about. Yeah. So here's what I've heard a lot about in this particular election cycle. And Trey, you've probably heard a lot of this as well. I'm voting more for policy than I am personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. And there's some truth to that, that that we really do care about the policies that these candidates, that they espouse and that they're going to try to put in place. And so we are voting for policy. And I think we're, we're seeing that play out yeah. in a lot of ways already. Uh, but you, you can't say I'm not voting for personality because when you go to the ballot box, you're not voting for a policy. You're checking the box for the name of a person mm-hmm. who is going to lead our country who who may have the same you know um, policy ideas that you have, uh, but you're still voting for a person. Mm-hmm. And here's what I know, Trey: character really does matter. Mm-hmm. It does. Integrity really does matter. And and so that puts us in a quandary here in this election cycle, because we have two candidates of the major parties. I know there are others on the ballot besides you know Donald Trump and Joe Biden, but they're the two major party mm-hmm. candidates. Uh, we're going to go to the ballot box and, and, and cast a vote. And if you vote for one of those two candidates, they both have what? Yeah. Questionable character. They have a lot of baggage. That, yeah. That's just the reality, that neither one of these gentlemen is a saint. Both of them have reputations uh, for uh, not treating women well, for example. Mm-hmm. They both have had accusations against them. Uh, they both have said things that are questionable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are not men that have necessarily high character. But at the same time, we, we need to understand that going in, that we're voting for a personality, a person who is going to lead our country, who's going to represent this nation, and who's going to represent this nation on the world stage. Mm-hmm. So the, the candidate's policies matter, but his personality matters as well. More specifically, his character matters. Mm-hmm. Now, you've heard it said, Trey, and I've heard it said, too, we're not voting for uh, a pastor-in-chief. Voting for a commander We're chief. voting for a commander-in-chief, yeah. and I get that. We aren't voting for a pastor. We're not voting for a theologian. We're not voting for, you know, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. We are voting for someone who's going to lead our nation. But, again, that doesn't excuse character. Character really does matter. And so then the question becomes, Dre, we're going to walk into the ballot box, and for the two major parties in our nation, both men, if we're honest, have some uh, questionable character. Mm-hmm. What do we do? That is a good question. <laughs> you know, I think it goes back to it for me. It has to go back to worldview. You yeah. know, I have to go back if if we have equals. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, then I I am that person that says I got to go back to my worldview. Then said who is going to support the worldview that I'm that I hold closest. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's just hard to. 
it, it, for us Christians, it's hard to make that decision. And I know that it I've is. talked to a lot of Christians who are struggling with this. Yeah, and a lot of Christians so, are. Yeah, and, so. and you see Christians say, "I will never vote for this person because of this," or "I'll yeah. never vote for this person because right. of that." Right. And those those issues typically are related to, to character issues because he did this or he did that, he said this, he that said that, and so they, they are character issues, right? Um, so so here's what I think, Trey. I'm going to go to the ballot box, and I'm going to cast my vote for a candidate. And again, like you, it's going to be based on convictions, worldview, policy, but I'm not going to leave character out of it when I go and vote. And I'm going to vote for a candidate that, whether I vote, what, what, whatever way I, I vote for, I know going in that I'm going to vote for a candidate who has questionable character. Mm-hmm. And so, so here's the reality for me, and, and this is probably the reality for most Christians. When I vote on November 3rd, it's going to be in part with a saddened heart. Mm. That's just reality, Trey. Amen. And 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 I'm gonna vote prayerfully. God, I know these are the candidates now, and I'm voting for this person, even though this person has a questionable character. And I'm praying that over the years you're going to raise up, you're gonna raise up a candidate mm. who has character that honors you, that you're gonna raise up Christians even who are going to help to shape the, the national conversation and be a part of the process. So I'm going to pray for um, a better day as far as a candidate who has a better character. But I'm going in knowing that this election cycle, regardless of what side you fall on, both men have questionable character, and that's just reality of it, right? I don't, I don't need to try to ex- make excuses for their character. And, and at the same time, I don't need to be judgmental. I just, I'm just stating the obvious, yeah, yeah. That, that both men have questionable character, and I've got to make a decision as far as my vote is concerned based on worldview, based on policy, based on those things. I'm not going to excuse away bad character, but I am going to be a little bit saddened when I go to the ballot box, and I'm going to pray, God, please raise up, raise up leaders, raise up leaders that—, that Fear the word of God and who honor you. Truth, truth be told, a lot of us Christians um, in the primaries voted for someone different. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I know I did. Yeah, and uh, and I'm talking both sides here. You know, I know that I voted differently than the the candidate that ended up. Right. You know, that's the struggle that you face. It is. And if I could have had that person up there, you know, I'd have been, you know, in hog heaven. So, but reality uh, is, no matter who your candidate might be. Um, there, there, there's always flaws. Yeah. There's oh, always I know. flaws. I know. Hey, even if you were running for president, Trey. Not me, no. I even have, if you I ran. no character you, You'd have some flaws, too, wouldn't at you? At all. <laughs> there's no, never going to be a perfect yeah, candidate. The book, we're, the book we're reading uh, as a staff is very clear that we all have flaws. We so, all have flaws. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. All righty. Well, we're going to finish up with this one. Uh, number. F- let's, let's go over them again. Vote knowing your party, your worldview, the issues, the candidates, and finally vote knowing your mission. Knowing your mission. Hey, here's the reality, Trey. Maybe if things work out the way they're supposed to, when we wake up on November 4th, we might know who the next president's going to be. That would be uh, a good thing. That would be a good thing. Usually that does happen. There have been some exceptions along the way, but usually that happens. Mm -hmm. We're going to hope that happens again this time. If it doesn't, well, then we'll have some more conversations down the road. But here's what's going to happen. Um... When we wake up on that morning after the election, half of our country is going to be happy. Mm. The other half is not. That's right. That's just reality. And, and, and for followers of Jesus, you might wake up the day after election and you might be happy about the results. Mm-hmm. You may not be. Mm-hmm. That's reality. Regardless of who is elected president on November 3rd, it, again, it doesn't change the calling of God on your life. 
you still have a mission. Always. You still have, have a mission. mission. And so, so when we wake up on November 4th, right, we are still called to be salt and light on this earth. Mm-hmm. We are still called to be ambassadors of the truth. We are still called to share Jesus in this broken nation. That mission does not change regardless of who the president is, regardless of what political party is uh, in power. The mission for us as followers of Jesus does not change. The mission stays the same. The mission is important. And so just keeping our eyes focused on what, why God has us here, even in a, a political climate that we might not be happy with, we've got to stay focused on what the mission of God is for our lives. Amen. I've, I've often said that we, we literally live in a bubble. We live mm-hmm. in a bubble historically, as, and we live in a bubble politically. Uh, in that we're not a North Korea or a communist China or these other places, but there are believers there that are still on mission, by absolutely, the way. Absolutely. You know, and absolutely. that's what we got to remember, regardless of the political situation, regardless of where we live, how we live, our mission has never changed for yeah. 2,000 years. It yeah. never will. Never yeah, that's will. Right. That's right. Regardless of the political. So we're, uh, we're, when we wake up on November 4th, we're not going to be unified politically. It's just not going to happen. But we can be, as followers of Jesus, unified around the mission. And so let's stay unified around what really matters. Amen. Well, Pastor, I think uh, this has been great to look at. And uh, as we as we close today, I just want you to kind of give just that somebody is just, you know, they're just going back and forth, back and forth, yeah. not knowing what to do. And they're really concerned about yeah. it. And they're a little anxious about it. So they're about, let's just say they're about to go in the booth. Yeah. Okay. What would be your your final instructions before they cast their vote? Yeah, so I think for that person who's struggling when they go to the ballot box, for me, Trey, for you, Trey, for everyone listening, I think this is the the best word of encouragement we can give. You ready for this? Yeah, go. Get, get your pen out. You need to write this I down. Got it, man. You got it. You ready to write this yeah. down? You ready? It's only two it. words. Two words. Okay. But these are powerful words. Powerful words. You ready? Uh huh. Are you sure? Uh huh. Chill out. <laughs> Okay, that's a theological concept. <laughs> right. Well, that, but there's truth to that. Just chill out. I mean, I, I get it, right? And we've heard this is the most important election in the history of the world. I get all that. On November 4th, Jesus is still going to be king. Amen. Jesus is still going to be in control, and Jesus is going to still bring about his purpose according to his will. Mm-hmm. Chill out. Amen. Whether Biden is elected or Trump is elected, whether you love Biden, hate Biden, love Trump, hate Trump, whatever, mm-hmm. when this election is over, there is still going to be a king on the throne. Nothing is going to change that. Chill out. It's going to be okay. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. It's going to be okay. Amen. All righty. Well, we're going to close out now. And uh, as we do, Pastor, just encourage everyone to get out there and tell their friends and uh, prepare their hearts for next week. Yeah, we hope this has been encouraging to you and helpful for you. I know these are crazy times, and hopefully we're speaking a little bit of truth into these crazy times to help you think biblically about how you should respond to what's going on in our nation. And if this has been helpful for you, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That's always really helpful. Let your friends know about the podcast. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.